All right, so last time what we did was we spent some time talking about uh, the overall planning for 2014 for inside sales and then um, went into barriers to effective selling. Today we're going to go into call script and handling objectives, okay? Um, so I'll just skip ahead in these slides here and I can send this to you too, uh, Christine, and... Uh, make available the audio recording so you can so you can uh, get filled in so we're we're gonna go into the call script just a, a quick review here I think may be helpful uh, one of the things that we talked about uh, last week when we were talking about barriers to effective selling is that um, we really need to be intentional <laughs> with people on the phones uh, we're not just trying to have a conversation with them with the sale at the end um, we're, we're intentional, our, our calls are driven by us, we are driving the call, we are, you know, politely assertive uh, with people, and uh, we, uh, you know, try to adopt, we talked about towards the end there, adopting a consultative sales approach as opposed to just persuading, instead of making you, uh, making you do what I want you to do, which is buy my Saver RX plan, I'm finding out from you what you're looking for and telling you, oh, okay, this is where you need to go to get what you want which makes for a much easier close. And this is what you want, here it is, as opposed to, this is why you gotta get this plan, you know, you know forget your, your PCP, just get this plan. You know, you're not, you're not going upstream as opposed to um, going with the current. So, um, people divide the call script into uh, sections in different ways. Uh, I, have it in, in, I have it in four different sections, um, just one way of doing it. Uh, obviously, qualifying lead is the first part, and I think, um, you guys understand what that means. Uh, I know all of you guys do the first two, right? Do you have part A? Do you have part B? Do you have ESRD? Um, the next two, I, I don't think we do as consistently. And, uh, there, you know, I have seen time wasted on the phone because of it. Um, there has been times where you go into a conversation for 10, 15, 20 minutes, and, oh, you're a member. Oh, okay. Let me transfer you over to, you know, customer relations. You know, I'm not going to get credit for this sale. Um, or EG coverage, where you'll talk uh, to someone. So, you know, 10 minutes later, find out that they're on EG. Whether it's ours or someone else's, it does make an impact on what you're going to tell them. Right? You're, you're not going to, you know, ignore the fact that they're on a retirement plan and with, with benefits tied into the insurance that they choose. So we, I think we really got to get good on... Um, Make sure this is all part of our qualification process. Uh, uh, <coughs> what we talked about last week that's very important is uh, time management. You're not, you're not going to be benefited if you're on either ends of the spectrum. If you're going too fast with people, it's going to be hard to close. But if you're going too slow, you know, you're not going to take enough calls. You know what I mean? So it, it's possible to have a very good conversion rate and, not, and still be low on the board. Just because it takes you 30 minutes to close, you know what I mean. So if you you can't you can't go too long, you can't go too short. Um, you have to make the most of the, the time that you have. So you only work eight hours a day. So your 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 goal is to get as many people on the phone with you, and and, and close them. So these are time wasters when you're not asking this up front. So obviously, in addition to A and B, E, S, R, D, you want to know if they're current members um, and if they have E, G coverage. I want to know that up front. Uh, especially if, based on what they're telling me, they can't leave their group coverage. And they don't know. Sometimes they don't know. Um, 
Do you guys get a lot of Tricare calls? I'm sorry. Do you guys do you guys get do you guys get Tricare calls? Sometimes. 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 <coughs> you know that's that's another good one too, right? right? You don't want to know. Oh, you have Tricare. Right. Or you know, Or you know, yeah. You don't want our Saver RX plan. Right. Um, now this is the big piece that I think a lot of people miss, which it's the needs analysis. Um, a lot of people don't do this. I mean, I don't just. I'm not. I'm taking this beyond just Tufts. Uh, just from experience, sales reps like to see if they have A and B. Do you have SRD? Great. Let me show you some great Medicare Advantage plans. We jump right into the the, the coverage uh, and the benefits and the price. Uh, partly. A lot of times, because it takes a while to get someone who qualifies on the phone, right? As you're as you're getting these calls, not everyone is uh, able and willing to buy. Not everyone is uh, a prospect. When you finally get one, you just get, you know, really excited and you want to go right into the product. And it really does it really does hurt you um, unless you do a needs analysis up front. So the needs analysis is is really going to allow you to know what it is you're going to show them first. Um, as opposed to just throwing things up against the wall and hoping something sticks. So just last week, I was listening to a call. This is from someone on our team, uh, someone who, who does well on the board, okay? But this is how the call went. You know, I'm looking for a plan. The customer asked, okay, you know, there's some quick preliminary questions. Uh, and then the, the, what, it, what the conversation went to is, let me see if your doctor's on our plan. And then look for the doctor, doctors on the plan. Okay, great. Well, let me talk to you about our HMO product. And what ensued was probably 10 minutes of, you know, we have the SaverRx plan, we have the basic plan, we have the, right, the value, the, the, the prime, and it just went through all of the, you know, the benefits are the same, but the premium impacts the co-payments, and the more you pay per month, the less you pay per co-payments, and this is how it works. Went through that for, for 10 minutes, Doctors on the plan, for the lady on the phone to say, well, you know, really what I was looking for was something more like this. Oh, then you probably want a med sub plan. So let me tell you about our med sub plan. So not only does that take a lot of time, um, it gets really confusing if you're going over a bunch of plans with people. So <clears throat> we really want to know this up front from people. Um, and I'm listening to the conversation, and obviously I know Medicare, so I can follow, you know, this is the, you know, Medicare Advantage. It comes with prescription drug coverage. This is the copayments, doctors, doctors. <laughs> I can see someone really getting lost as you describe four different plans in 20 minutes. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, thankfully that this lady on the phone that I was listening to was pretty sharp. I think she was just retiring, so she seemed to be following along. But a lot of information was spewed off. In, in a short amount of time. Um, so some qu things that you want to do in a needs analysis <clears throat> is you want them to tell you what they're looking for. And a lot of times they're not going to know what to say. So some good questions to ask is what are you looking for in the plan? Are you looking for medical and prescription drug coverage? This is a good time for them to say, oh, I already have a PDP plan. I want to know that up front, not 10 minutes in, that they have a PDP plan that they, they don't want to give up. You know what I mean? Um, what plan do you have now? Are you looking for something similar? Right? So if they say they currently have a Medicare Advantage plan through work, but they're looking for something similar, you know, else like it because they're losing their current coverage, 
you know, I'm not going to show them a MedSub plan. I'm going to show them a Medicare Advantage plan. If they tell me they're, you know, the premium and it's similar to the basic plan, I'm going to show them, well, a plan that is like that is this. I'm going to go with the CURT, not, not against it. Similarly, if they're telling me that the plan that they have now is a MedSub plan and they love it, I'm not going to spend time going to Medicare Advantage. I'm going to go into the MedSub plan. Um, and the same token, they can say, I have a Medicare Advantage plan now and I hate it. Right? So I won't know any of that stuff unless I ask. Um, when you need the plan to start, I think you guys say this somewhat consistently um, that I do here. Um, who's your PCP? You do. You guys do ask this. Um, the needs analysis. <coughs> if, if when I hear the calls now, the needs analysis that you guys do seems to be this. Who's your doctor? Great. Your doctor's on a plan. Let me show you our HMO plans. Oh, your doctor's not on the plan, but you but you can get our MedSub plan. So so the the fact uh, of whether the PCP is a network or not becomes a defining, the defining point of what plan we're going to show. Um, that makes a, a couple of assumptions. It, it assumes that keeping their PCP is important to them. Uh, we don't know whether it is or not. Um, it assumes they like their PCP. Um, you know, for, for some people, you know, the PCP is the end-all and be-all. They're not switching that for anything. But for other people, you know, the PCP is just someone they picked last year sometime and they have no relationship with that person beyond the last six months and right now their pocketbook is really hurting and they're, they're willing to go to a zero premium plan if you have one to offer them uh, and change doctors if they have to so that's a good question to ask once you know what the, who their PCP is um, I, I think it's good to know who their PCP is and looking that up up front so you guys do do that so that I would want to know that up front um, obviously you don't want to you know sing the praises of a Medicare Advantage plan and then later find out that their PCP is not on the plan. So want, knowing the PCP is good up front, but also knowing whether it's important for them to keep it. Um, this is another good question. <coughs> and there's a thousand different ways to word this question. You know, do you prefer low monthly premiums, premiums or low cost sharing at the doctors or hospitals? So there's different ways of, of asking this question. This is sort of like a Medicare Advantage slash MedSub question. You know, which way am I going to go with this person? Um, but, you know, if, they're, if they want a drug coverage with their plan and, they're, and they like the Medicare Advantage uh, uh, style of coverage, this may be a Saver or X slash Prime uh, question. Why wouldn't we try and sell them the HMO plan anyways? That's our bread and butter, even if they're on a supplement. <coughs> Why would we? I, what, what, I think we should try to sell them the HMO if that's what they want. What, my, what uh, bogs us down is when we assume that's what they want. So it, it's, 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 a bre it's bread and butter for us, but it may not be for the person that's calling. That, that may not be what, what they want. And uh, uh, if you're, if you're going to go into an HMO presentation and then have, learn 10 minutes later that that's not what they want, and sometimes they'll tell you, you know, I actually want something like this. Sometimes they won't. And what will happen is they'll, they'll do things like this. Oh, really? It's an HMO. I've never had an HMO, but, I mean, how does the network? Is the network good? And, and, there, and there will be three or four or five questions that they'll throw at you. And, and the questions, if you take them at face value, you take them to mean that they want more information. But, but really, they're just too polite to say that they don't like what you're saying. 
you know, and they'll just say, oh, um, well, I mean, how big is the network? I mean, am I going to have a problem, like, finding a specialist that I want? Oh, um, how do referrals work? So it, it, it's, it's not a question like, please tell me more so I can learn about this plan. It's more like, ugh, this is not sounding good, but, you know, try to convince me anyways. That's hard. You know, you're really going upstream there. And it usually ends with, I need to think about this. I need to think about this, you know. Um, and if the PCP is in the plan, the eighth the med stuff is not even considered. It's not even a topic, right? It only becomes a topic if um, the PCP isn't on the plan. Or they tell us, I'm actually on a med sub plan. I don't want any co-payments. But they say that they don't even know what they want anyway. They don't, yeah. They don't even know the <coughs> No, what I mean. I, I almost feel, and I feel mm -hmm. compelled to, like, Cheese the HMO yeah, because part of me realizes that like we're dead in the water if they call pick up the phone and call Blue Cross Blue Shield. Mm -hmm. I, you know what I mean? I mean it seems like you got to get that point across that we have these lower cost sharing, you know, these lower plans, lower premiums, <coughs> just to sort of like just you know instill a little bit of you know I guess doubt on this sub plan, you know, that there is another option out there. Right. Um, <coughs> Yeah, I mean, educating, this, this, this is where the, there's a bit of an art to what you guys do. Um, in some situations, that will help you get the sale, and others that may hurt the sale. Yeah. So it really takes talking to the person, and, and, and that's the whole point of the needs analysis. Yeah. Um, you, may, you may assess the person, and you, may, and you may see that they're going to the med sub, and as you talk to them, they'll, they may throw out there, you know what, I, I really don't go to the doctor as much, I just... You know, always had a med sup, and my parents have med sups, and this is all I know, right? And as you talk to them, you may say, you know what? This, this is a good candidate for a Medicare Advantage. What they're telling me says Medicare Advantage. They're asking for a sup. Let me tell them that there are other options and, and go into a Medicare 101, you know? Um, but, but for others, though, I, I think we're hurting, we're hurting our sales in the other end, where we just assume they want the HMO. So what I'm saying is, uh, uh, don't push one over the other. I'm saying don't push anything. L let them tell you what they want and, and cater your presentation accordingly. Um, there are a couple of benefits to this. Uh, one, um, you, you come across as someone who's trying to help them find what they need as opposed to as a salesperson. You know, if, if, you, if you sit them down and say, okay, what are you looking for? That, that, that does something to the person as opposed to, I'm calling about a plan. Great, let me tell you what I have. Right? I have I got the plan for you? Um, you know, c coming across like that is different than saying, what are you looking for? You know what? <coughs> what I've told reps in the past too, and I've done this as a rep my, myself, even if I know within the first 10 seconds of the conversation what they want, because sometimes you know, right? First 10 seconds, I don't have any money, okay? <laughs> you know? I'll, I'll, I'll do this kabuki theater anyways. Like, I'll, I'll go through this, hey, I'm in here to hear from you. You know what I mean? Um, um, I'm, not, I'm not pushing one plan over another. You know, you want the meds up. You want, I'm here to help you. I'll, I'll go through the three or four questions and say, well, based on what you're telling me, Mr. Smith, this is the plan that I would recommend. And, and as I'm presenting now, I haven't gotten to the presentation yet, as I'm talking, I'm tying back to what they said. This is not the plan that I want them to get. This is the plan that they want to get. This is why, right? Because this, this is what they told me. Um, so even when I know sometimes within 10 seconds, I still go through this, tell me more, tell me more. 
people love to talk, right? They, they, they love to hear themselves talk. People, you know, and, and in psychology, um, <coughs> you have people assess their, their, their uh, perception of a conversation after the fact, and you do it, you know, two ways. One in which they did most of the talking, one in which they did most of the listening. P people have a more positive view of a conversation if they did a lot of the talking. They did some talking. You know what I mean? Um, it's just, it, it, I don't know, it's psychological. It makes you feel important, makes you feel special, makes you feel whatever. You know, there is a psychological aspect to this. You, you are doing a little bit of voodoo on the phones with these people. I, I mean, you're, you're trying to be nice with them. You're trying to be polite. You're trying, you know what I mean? So this, this, this plays into all of that. And, and if they have no idea, this is when you're going to know. Because if you, now, this is, this is, this is the problem when, they, when if they have no idea and you're just showing them a plan. If they have no idea and you show them a plan, they may like, they may even like the plan and still not want to buy. Because, well, what else is out there? What else is out there? Right? I mean, I got to call the other companies, right, to find out what else is out there. I mean, you, you showed me a plan, you know, I mean, $40 a month sounds fine. I mean, I, I'm paying whatever now at my work, but what else is out there? Now, if I'm doing these analysis and I realize they know nothing, for those people, and you guys, I know you guys have had this experience, take a person who knows nothing and spend five minutes explaining how Medicare works, and they go, oh, my goodness, for the first time ever, I understand now. You know, when I read the Medicare 101 book, I stopped at page five, and I'm like, you know what, forget this. I can't understand this. You know, it just makes this so confusing. So... You get that person who really knows nothing, and you spend those five minutes, and they, they love you. It says, wow, no one's ever explained it to me that succinctly. Thank you very much. Now, there's less of a need to, well, let me find out what else is out there, because they know what else is out there. It's a MedSupple Medicare Advantage. They have two options. They can stick with original Medicare, they can go to a MedSup, or they can go to Medicare Advantage. Right? So you covered all the bases. That's high level. And then you go in and say, okay... Tell me about your, you know, what you're looking for. Tell me about what's important to you. Tell me about what, you know. And then you say, okay, well, based on what you're telling me, this is the plan that I'm going to recommend. Right? Um, um, telling them that you're recommending something based on what they're telling you, you know, it really comes across as, hey, I'm your consultant trying to help you get what you want as opposed with, hey, I'm making a good commission on this plan, man. I, you know, I want you to roll as quickly as possible so I can move on and sell someone else. So, um, a lot of agents don't do this. Um, it, it, it's, it's sort of, it's sort of a perceived as a waste of time. You know, I'll go right out and say it. P people perceive this, oh, you know, why am I going to do all this? You know, I'm just going to show them this plan because this plan sells really well. Um, you, you know, from my experience, you, you really are shooting yourself in the foot. Now, some people, you know, just because I've done this before and I've done sales training before and I've had reps before, um, <coughs> Some people will just, will just say, you know what, I'm not doing that. And listen, if you don't do this and you're selling well, I'm not going to try to fix what's not broken. You know what I mean? If, if, if you have your own magic formula, right, and it sells really well, you know, and it's compliant, you know, I'm, I'm on your side. You know, go, go team, go. Um, what I found is that's, that's the minority of the cases. Very few people have their own sort of style that just, you know, I had, um, I used to have, um, I can say two reps that are sort of like that because what, what becomes really important in a single credit environment is how you manage a pipeline um, because on average, half your sales will come from your pipeline and your ability to 
you know, to nurture and to work that pipeline. Half of it will come from the phones live, you know, one call closes, and half are going to come from people you've, you've talked to, and they, and they told you they're going to call you back, or you told them you're going to call them back. So part of this single credit environment, in addition to the sales training, I'd always hammer, you know, manage your pipeline. Man, you can't just throw leads in your book and just have it a mess. You know, you got to prioritize. you got to know who you're calling next. <laughs> you got to take better notes. You, you, know, you, what, you know, you have no notes. You know, I do that kind of training. Um, and, I, and I had a rep who would have a, a really poor pipeline management and would always be at the top of the board, always be at the top. You know, and he was um, just a you know, good schmoozer, you know, a good, hey, you know, yeah. Uh, not in a sleazy way. No. You know, not in, yeah, not in, no, no. Not, not in a sleazy salesperson way, but more in a, you know, uh, whatever you want, I'm going to help you get. Ha, 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 thank you, miss. You know, like, like you're my grandmother and I'm trying to make you happy, sort of. You know what I mean? And, and, and be very fluffy on the phone and um, f- be terrible at following up, terrible, and still sell really well. This person was just good at closing on the first deal, first call, first call, close, first call, close, you know? And, and their pipeline was a mess, and I, and I would talk to this person about it. And, and, but at the same time, I'd say, you know what? They're selling. You know what I mean? I'm not going to make a big stink over it. Um, you know, in, in the same token, I had a person who was real effective, um, did good with the pipeline, and, and, was just, and was just more robotic on the phone, you know, uh, but did really well. It was just this machine, you know, boom, 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 boom. Had a bit of an accent, you know, and, out, and outsold, you know, a lot of other reps. Just, you know, um, uh, so, you know, if you, if you get that and you can find a way to, to sell and it's compliant, you know, forget this. Forget everything I'm saying. You know, the, the, what I'm trying to do here is help you sell. For most people, for most people, though, um, sales is not a natural thing. They, don't, they weren't born selling. And it's more of a learn ap, you know, learned aptitude. For me, it was a learned aptitude. I, I mean, I was, I was really uncomfortable in, in selling when I, first, when I got my first sales job. I, I had to learn. It took two or three sales jobs. Like my third one is where it sort of clicked for me. And uh, I did really well. But for most people, it's sort of uh, a, learned, a learned aptitude. So when you, when you do the qualification of leads, you avoid <laughs> people who are just going to waste your time, who don't have B. You know, you know if they don't, they're not getting B for the next nine months, you know, the time I spent with them is different than if they have B now. Right? And, if, and, I, and I think some of you guys are already doing already manage your time that way. You're not going to get my undivided attention for 30 minutes if you don't have B. Because I know I'm going to have to nurture you in the future anyways because it's nine months away. So I go into needs analysis. I'm, I'm trying to find out what it is that they want and, and I'm trying to, to go with the flow. I'm going to the path of least, of least resistance. <laughs> um, if they like their plan now, I'm going to try to show them something similar and tell them this is why I'm showing you this plan. If they don't like it, I'm going to try to show them whatever it is that they like. And when it's time to close, I'm going to be a little, little bit bolder because I know this is, this is what fits them. And like I said uh, last week, I know Christine wasn't here. In this time, you're going to find people who, who are not going to be a good fit for our plan. They're not going to be a good fit for our plan. And, and if you're a good salesperson, you know what I mean? You're not going to, you know, it's not going to be a problem for you. You're going to say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. It's better for you to stay with where you, with where you are. Better to stay with where you are. And you're not concerned about the sales board. You're, you know, you're selling. You know, you're, do, you're doing okay. Uh, and, uh, you know, you, you got a person on the other side of the phone that says, wow, the, these Tufts reps are real, real, 
uh, people of integrity. You know, and, and, and I have gotten referrals from people I haven't closed, didn't close the person, I got referral from them. You know, this person's going to give it to you straight. You know, go call, go call this person. Now, I don't know that unless I do the needs analysis. I don't know any of that. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll do a little more work on the needs analysis when we get to the close and how this ties into to, uh, the end of the call. <coughs> Once I do that, I can present the plan. Um, based on the needs analysis, I make a recommendation, and usually it's better to recommend present one plan. Um, you know, it gets, it gets really hard. you got someone in their 80s, and they're showing, you're showing them four different plans. I mean, you've lost them already, right? Because now they're going to have to get the, the kit for the MedSup and the kit for the Medicare Advantage, and they're going to call their son to come by, you know, because there's, there's all this information that you have in front of them. And, and there is a, a, a point at which the more you tell them, the, the less likely they're going to they're gonna buy. You know, you, you need to. I think I said this last week. I don't know who was in the room when I said this, but um, in sales for me, this is what I tell customers on the phone. I tell them as much as they need to know to buy, nothing more. And everything compliance makes me, nothing more. Right? I could, I could go into the history of Medicare. I could talk about blah, 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 what happened before the Advantage plans, you know, you know Bush inst you know, instituted the Part D. I mean, I can go on and on. You guys have lots of knowledge. You can go on and on for hours on Medicare. Um, I'm telling them only what they need to know to buy, nothing more. Only what they need to know per compliance and, and nothing more. So um, that's where I get into trouble if I'm showing different plans. I want to show one plan. I want to tell them why I'm showing them that one plan and I want to tie it back to the needs analysis. This is what you asked for. This is why I'm showing you this plan. Uh, and as I'm showing them, I'm telling you, remember when you said this? Well, here it is in the plan. Um, obviously, cover important required compliance points is uh, a, a, a must. doesn't help you sell, but it's needed, so I, I can't, we can't get around that, so I threw that in there. Uh, I know this is not part of, of necessarily this, what helps you sell, but you know referral circle, network information, pharmacy information, premium cost sharing. You go through that, and as I'm explaining that, I'm trying to tie that back to needs analysis. Um, always trying to tie it back to the needs. Um, this is not about me getting them what I want them to buy. It's about me getting what they're asking me. So you ask me for this. This is what I'm getting you. Uh, trial closing. I don't know how many of you guys do trial closings. How does that sound so far? How does that sound so far? It's crazy. I mean, it, it's, it, sounds, it sounds cheesy, but it works, you know? So you show them the plan. It takes you eight minutes to show them the entire plan. You know, I'm going to sprinkle in two or three. You know, this is how this works. How does that sound so far? How does that sound? I want to know that now. I don't want to wait till the end for them to tell me. Like, I heard a call today, just, just this morning, as I'm writing up my PowerPoint. I'm listening to calls. And the person said, you know, asked four or five questions. Says, okay, let me mold this over and I'll get back to you. Thank you very much. Bye. You know, it just went into, the, into that. And there, if, there's something that they heard that they didn't like. Or there's something that turned them off. And I'm not going to get them at the, at the, at the goodbye. If, if, if they're saying goodbye to me, it's hard to reel them back in. But halfway through, if, if, if they're just listening to me, and I ask, how does that sound? And they tell me, wow, that copium sounds kind of high. You know, I, I really pay nothing now when I go to the doctors. I want to know that now. I don't want to know that when they're saying goodbye to me because it's going to be hard to schedule a follow-up conversation if they made up their mind that, you know, they don't want to talk to me ever again. They won't say that to you. I'm never going to talk to you ever again, Robin. But they'll tell you, okay, I'm going to think it over. And, and, and what they're saying really is I'm never going to call you again. Don't call me. 
I'm going to ignore your voicemail, so. Um, so now if I'm saying, how does that sound? And they're saying, sounds good, sounds good. Well, okay, all right, I'm, I got my mojo going. Um, <clears throat> so that's what I want to do when I, when I present. Now, um, this sounds like a no-brainer, always ask for the sale, uh, but sales reps don't always ask for the sale. You know, they just, they just don't. Um, the people ask some questions, you answer those questions, they tell you that they're going to call you back, and we say, okay, and that's the end of the conversation, and we never ask for the sale. So um, p part of that has to do with not asking, and, but part of that has to do with driving the call, <coughs> um, because if they're driving the call, it just, it just puts you at a bad place to, at the end, you know, ask for the sale. Um, if at the end I feel uncomfortable in asking for the sale, it can only mean one or two things. One, this is not a good fit. Or two, I didn't set myself up properly. I, I'm just off my, my balance. I just, you know what I mean? I didn't take them through the steps I needed to. Um, and now it's awkward. If it's awkward, then the presentation was off. You know, my needs analysis was off. Something was, was off. Um, the, the, the presentations should naturally flow into, now I'm going to ask for the sale. It should just be natural. It should just roll off your lips. Um, and we should always always do it. And obviously, I put the exception on there. You know, I think this is a no-brainer. If it's not a fit, it's not a fit. Uh, it's a, if it's a fit and they're eligible, I want to ask for the sale. And I want to do it every time. Uh, assumptive close. <coughs> a lot of people don't do this. Um, but it's really effective, especially if my needs analysis was good. Especially if I was spot on with that. Um, if, if they asked me for what they wanted, and I've shown them exactly what they wanted, I'm not going to ask for the sale. I'm going to assume the sale. And the way that sounds like is I know what they want. I've, I've showed them the plan. Let's say it's a save our X, okay? And then I know they qualify. I know they have A and B. I know they're in their election period. When I come to the end, they've, they've, they told me it sounded good all the way through, okay? I know when they're effective, and I say, okay, Mrs. Smith, looks like this plan's going to work out pretty good for you. It's, it would be effective May 1st, Okay? Um, I can go ahead and get this taken care of for you right over the phone. Do you have your Medicare card handy? <coughs> right? Now, um, I, could, I could just ask for the sale and say, would you like to enroll today? Right? And they can say no. Or, or they can say yes. Um, it's very easy to say no. Um, there, there are two, <coughs> there are two different, well, at least two. Maybe there's three different types of no's. Um, there is a no, I don't like your plan, uh, but there's also no, I want to think about it, right? Oh, but there's also a no, I'm a procrastinator, right? W you know, th those, are, those are done deals. They just, they just like to procrastinate. I have two months. Why am I going to decide now? You know, let me think this over for the next two months and then decide. And there really is no need. Uh, and they just leave things for the last minute. It's just the way they are. You know, they just don't. You know what I mean? And, there, and you know there are people who are like that out there. For no good reason, they will not buy today. Um, there's a big whiff them for them if they enroll today. I mean, who wants to review insurance paperwork for, for two months on end? If I did a good job in needs analysis, I want to assume the sale and say, you know, this is going to work out pretty good for you, uh, Mrs. Smith, based on what you're telling me. Um, it's going to be effective May 1st. Do you have your Medicare? You know, I can take this over. You know, I can take this right over the phone for you, and do this telephonically, so you don't have to worry about filling out paperwork and filling out applications. Um, all we need, though, to get this going is a Medicare card. Do you have that handy? Or, or do you know your Medicare claim number and effective dates? 
Um, what I have found is people will, with legitimate objections will stop me in my tracks now, right? And it'll be legitimate objections. But what, what the assumptive close does is it catches the procrastinators because they'll just, they'll just go with the momentum. They'll just say, uh, yeah, actually, I do. I have it in my pocketbook. Let me go get it. You know what I mean? Um, if they don't have a reason to say no, they'll just go with the flow. They'll just say, okay. And it's not about, it's not about um, being high pressure. It's about helping people who are undecisive make decisions. You guys know people who are undecisive? Where you want to go out to eat? You want to go out to eat? I don't know. Where do you, where do you want to go out to eat? I don't know. Where do you, right? You, you know, when they, when they turn 80, they're undecisive about Medicare too. They just, they don't change. They're, they're just undecisive. You know what I mean? Um, those are people that you're helping. Now, I have no problem doing this. If I did my needs analysis, I know this is a good fit. You know, I'm going to sleep like a baby at night with no problem. I, I know this is a good fit. I, they just told me everything that they needed. I know they're not on EG. They're not going to, you know what I mean? I know the whole picture. And I recommended a plan that fits exactly what they want. I have no problem assuming the sale, um, uh, which is not the case if it's not a fit, obviously. And then, obviously, every call should end with uh, either closing or following up. And a lot of calls end with no follow-up or no request for follow-up. It just says, okay, I got to mold, which is the call I listened to today, right? Okay, I got to mold this over. Bye. The rep goes, bye. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Can I call this person? <laughs> oh well, whatever. Talk to this person. Put it in C mode. Talk to this person. Sort of interesting. Reviewing stage two. Reviewing plan information. You know, and it just goes into this abyss of you know. I don't know. Can I call them? I don't know. They didn't tell me I could. Didn't ask for the sale. Didn't ask for follow up. Show. So you know, there are going to be people who are not going to close, and that's okay. <laughs> but I should have a hard follow up. And this is where I go back to the single credit thing. I'm going to call them. I, I'm, I'm going to call them. I'm not going to have them call me unless they tell me not to call them. Um, you know, I, I want to know when my leads are coming in, and I, I want to be here when, they, when they're ready to talk. And uh, this helps me hold them accountable to a certain degree because there are people who are just, you know, because they're, they're you know, being procrastinators or undecided, they'll say, yeah, yeah, you know, let's talk. You know, I, I really got to say, when's a good time for you? Um, is Thursday a good day for you? for mornings or the afternoon. Okay, I'm going to call you at 2 p.m. on Thursday. Is that okay? All right, so we'll talk then. Um, and some people will, will be by the phone at 2 p.m., you know. If I'm busy on the phones with someone and I call them at 2.30, you said you're going to call me at 2 p.m. You know, they're, they're, they're waiting for me to call. You know? <laughs> um, the, the call me back when you're ready spiel doesn't work with the single credit environment at all. Um, I, want, I want my leads to call when I'm here. Right? And better yet, I want to call them. So every call should end with a close and, and follow up. So if I go back, those are the four stages, right? Qualify lead, needs analysis, present plan, and close. Right? Every stage flowing into the next one in, in a natural way. Um, <coughs> handling objections. This is a key handling objections, uh, a lot of object objections can be avoided with a proper needs analysis. Right? Um, what I found is the questions you fail to ask in the beginning are going to be addressed at the end. This is going to be in the form of objections. And if I'm answering objections, I'm not where I want to be. I, I much rather be in, in the proactive instead of the reactive. 
You know, all the stuff that you didn't cover about referrals and, and the stuff that you covered about whether they like HMOs to begin with and, and whether co-payments are low or high or the premiums or whatever and whether they like their plan. So all that stuff that, that wasn't done up front will usually come out at the end in the form of objections. So if you're thorough in the beginning, um, you're going to minimize a lot of those objections and I can just go into the, some to close. You know, do you have a Medicare card handy? Um, now, for everything else, though, you know, I think we've, we know what it is we hear on the phones, and, and I think we should have a prepared answer for all of it. I don't think we should be caught off guard, you know. Um, and, and, you know, back to something I said in the beginning as far as uh, view of product and, and when I was in the barriers of effective selling, I know Christine wasn't here. You know, I should be able to make a case for everything I sell. You know, if, if someone asks you, why should I get your primary X plan? Why should I get your med sub plan? Why should I get the zero premium plan? It sounds kind of fishy. You know, why should, I, why, why should I choose Tufts? Or, you know, your plan is identical to Fallon or to United Healthcare or to Blue Cross. It's identical. You know, why would I choose Tufts? You know what I mean? Uh, you know, that, that should be, oh, that's easy. You know, that, that should roll right off your, your, your lips. I, I think our product... Um, and our company is good enough that we can make a case. You know, I don't think we need to feel guilty. You know, oh, you know I'm selling them a bad product. I think it's a good product. Um, I, I think the, rep, the reputation that Tufts has uh, works in our favor. So I should have that top of, my, uh, top of mind whenever I'm answering objections. So, you know, so these are just a couple that I threw up there. You know, how can you offer a zero premium plan? Especially if they paid for insurance all their lives, you know, 100 a month, 200 a month, 300 a month, they're gonna say, well, you know, this this can't be right, you know, what, how, you know, why is it zero premium, right? So you know the answer to that, top of your uh, mind, you know, tip tip of your tongue. Um, other plan, right? Insert the plan here. Offer similar coverage. Why should I choose Tufts? Now, the reason I put that in parentheses, or I need to think about it, uh, is because sometimes I need to think about it. It's exactly that. Why should I choose Tufts? Like. So many choices, so many choices. I need to think about it. But what they're really saying is, I mean, why, why should I go with, with this plan? Um, you know, I think we're in a good position to, to sell against our competitors. Uh, we should be uh, ready and, and willing to do that. Why don't you offer a PDP? That stinks. Right? So, uh, you know what I hear sometimes, too? And, again, you may think this is silly or, 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 or not. Um, I try to avoid saying negative things about our, our, our products. Not that I'm being dishonest, right? Um, like what I'm not going to do is, oh, that stinks. You don't offer a PDP. Yeah, I know it does stink, doesn't it? But this is what you can do. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I, I've heard people say this, not it stinks, but They'll, 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 they'll say something n negative and there's, there's different ways to say the same thing, okay? Um, it's, instead of a, agreeing with that statement, oh, that, that stinks, you know, what I could say is, well, we don't offer a PDP, but I can help you find a PDP. I know some reps do that already, right? I can help you find a PDP. Um, there are many available to you. The good thing is that you're not stuck to any company. You can choose one that's going to fit the prescription that you're taking. You know, I, that's my whiff them. What's in it for you? You know, whatever it is that I'm leading them to do, I should have a, well, this is what's in it for you if you do this. You know, I can go on right now and help you find a, a drug plan. I don't know if everyone does this. I, I, I would assume not. 
but I know some of you guys do, and I think customers appreciate it. You know, if you say, hey, let me find you a drug plan. Um, I'm trying to recall off the top of my head what it was, because I heard it in the call today, too. Um, oh, they were, they were comparing plans. I think it was a group plan. You know, and they'll say, and I'm like, well, the, the, the coverage on, you know, the network on this plan is not good, but the cover, you know, so I, I, I wouldn't use those, those aren't words that I would use about any plan that I represent. You know, the coverage here, you know, the network isn't good on this one, but, you know, yeah, you're right, the, the premium is kind of, you know, so I, I, I can always put anything in a positive light, sort of like, you know, glass half empty, glass half full, right? Say um, the same glass, you just say it, say it different ways, half full or is it half empty? Well, I'm going to say it's half full, you know. Uh, so high word things are, are, is important, too. Um, did you know that your sub plan is most expensive? I mean, how many times do you guys get that? Mm-hmm. We know. Right. So, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't leave myself to be caught off guard. Listen, if someone's shopping just for price, you're not going to get those. Right? You're not going to get those. So the, the point of this exercise is not how can you get everybody, because you can't get everybody. The point is... How can you get more so than not? Truth of the matter is, people are enrolling in our med subs every month. Every month we get med subs. So we are the most expensive, but every month we get more med sub members. Why is that? Apparently, hey, premium Rob, is... Rob, really quick. Yes, I Ben. Think we're, I don't think we're the most expensive med sub plan. There's, there's ARPs higher, uh, Humana's higher. Okay. So those are two companies. Even Harvard Pilgrim, I think... Might be a little is higher. Harvard higher yeah. than Tufts? Uh, who who beats other, us? Is it Blue Cross and FedEx. yes? What is the other one? Medics. Any other ones? The only one. There's ARP is higher. Human is higher than us. Those are two. Okay. Uh, well, that's good to know. About the PD. <coughs> so there. I'm sorry, Ben. I didn't hear your question. Yeah. Okay, the PDP thing, I think it's going to save a lot of time, is if you have to go ahead off from the Advantage plan into the med sub, just tell them straight up. The med sub is, you know, it's, you can go anywhere you want. It does not include the drug coverage. I wouldn't even let them ask, why don't you offer a PDP? Go ahead and tell them that drug coverage is not included. We have companies that can, you know, provide that for you. And then with... You, the best thing to do is not even let them ask the question, you know, why don't you offer a PDP? Absolutely. It's, it's coming right around the corner every single time. If you don't tell them, they're going to ask it. So you might as well tell them every single time right. about the PDP. Yep, that's, that's a good point. Um, all of these objections, if we can head them off in the past, we want to, right? Every single one. Um, and prep them so that it's not thrown at you at the end. Um, absolutely. So... <coughs> Um, that's those are some good points, Ben. Um, so sub is most expensive, right? So what what is your line for that? Uh, you know, I think the worst line is no line, right? And I'm not talking about spinning or lying or being you know dishonest. I'm I'm just saying, you know, I I, I don't feel bad <laughs> at all about saying how good of a company Tufts is, and and saying hey, you know what what was the Jim Roosevelt message? It's like two weeks ago. Did we win like another award for customer service? We won something. Well, I forget what it was. You guys read those? Sometimes. Like there was another award that we won. You know, I don't know if it's national or local, but it's another award that we won uh, for our customer service. You know, for some people that that's important. 
for some people that's important. You just say, hey, you know, uh, we are not the cheapest. Uh, you know, we, we're, we're not the Walmart in right. MedSub coverage. We, we know that, and we're okay with that. Um, you know, we, we do take care of our customers. We have a very high rating, and we consistently win awards for the way we take care of our customers. I mean, that's, you know, that's just me thinking, you know, right now, top of my head, just sort of spewing things out. Um, that line should be prepared. It should be in my mind because I know I'm going to hear that question. Can I talk about this with my son or daughter? Right? I could say, uh, yeah, you want to call me back when you're done? Or I can say, yeah, of course you can. Or better yet, would you like me to explain this plan to them? If you get them on the phone, that way if they have questions, I'm here to answer those questions as well. Uh, you know, are they available now? Can we call them now? Um, or if not, when can I set up a call for us, you know, the three of us to talk? You know what I mean? So I, I, I want to lead every step of the way. Even when I'm handling objections, I want to lead to the, to the solution. So I know I'm going to be asked these things, and my answers should be prepared. So... Um, it's almost one. I told you I was going to get you guys out of here early. But um, but that, that pretty much covers, that covers it. I, I want us to uh, review some more things when we meet again. I think it's going to be on Thursday, I want to say. Um, any glaring questions? Anything come to mind? Ben? Um, I think you pretty much covered everything. The, the other thing with the referral circle, um, they're, they're always going to ask, well, can I, can I go outside the network every single time? They're going to ask that. So, you know, if you have a long-standing relationship with a specialist, if your PCP authorizes you outside the network, you know, you can go. But typically, you're going to stay within the network. I mean, that's always going to come up every time. Right. Um, for that part. Good. It's a great. It's a gray area. Right. Good. So no other questions. I think next time what we can do is talk about pipeline management a bit and just uh, you know have a review and, and field some questions. So thanks, guys. Thanks.